You are listening to the weekly podcast of Bethel Assembly, Sedalia, Missouri. Thank you for tuning in. For more information about the church, you can reach us at www.bethelassembly.info. This morning, we are going to kick off a brand new series that we're simply calling Baggage. Don't raise your hand, but how many of you have baggage? <laughs> Some of you are like, Ugh. yeah, we all have that, that junk of yesterday, all those things that, that we brought with us through life, those things that we struggle with, those things that really bog us down, the things that we can't seem to, to get past. Over the next several weeks, we're going to take some time and we're going to look at some of that baggage Because here's the deal, here's what I've discovered by reading God's Word, by processing through the Bible, I've discovered we're not called to live with baggage. We're called to live free and travel lights. That's the life that that we're given in Christ. That's the life that, that He offers to each and every one of us. In fact, our text tells us this in Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. Then Jesus says, come to me... All of you who are weary and carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you, say it with me, rest. Come to me, all who are weary and carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. What is your baggage? I want you to think about that thing in your life, that situation, that circumstance, that memory, whatever it happens to be, I want you to think about that right now, and I want you to give it a name. I'm not saying call it Bob or Fred or John, but I want you to identify what it is today. Maybe it's spiritual baggage. Maybe you grew up in a church with some really bad teaching, and you're struggling with that. Maybe you have a bitter taste in your mouth about church and you you struggle to even attend. Maybe you're watching on on Facebook Live this morning and and you can't quite bring yourself to come into church. You can tune in on, on Facebook, but you just can't quite come into church. I want you to listen very carefully this morning. Each person in this room, maybe you struggle with, with Christians, and, and maybe you've made this statement before. I really don't want to go to church that much because I don't want to hang out with a bunch of hypocrites. Can I just tell you something? I'd rather hang out with them in church and go to hell with them. Well, there is that. Maybe you struggle with God. Maybe you're just mad at Him. Life didn't turn out the way you wanted it to turn out. Things haven't really fallen into place like you were wanting to, and you're just absolutely angry with God. It's weighing you down. We're going to talk about some of those things. But maybe for you, it's, it's not spiritual baggage. Maybe it's relational baggage. Somewhere, someone along the line, somebody that you trusted, they betrayed that trust. And therefore, you've built up all of these walls in your life. You refuse to allow yourself to be vulnerable again. So you shut everyone out. You won't open up your life. You refuse to share what's happening on the inside. You just let this baggage get heavier and heavier and heavier. 
You're kind of like the individual that goes to the airport and, and you're pulling your bag in and you've gone out the night before and you bought one of those little scales so you can weigh your luggage. And you know it can't weigh over 50 pounds, but you weigh it on your scale and you're holding it up like it's some sort of giant bass. And it's 49 pounds and you think, I'm good. But by the time you get to the airport, it weighs 52 pounds. Yes, anybody else ever like that? So suddenly in the airport, you're opening up your luggage and you're transferring things from one bag to another. You're not dealing with the issue, you're transferring the junk. You see, some of us do that in our lives and and suddenly it seems impossible to get past the baggage that we're dealing with. For some of you, it's situational baggage. Something has happened in your past that you just can't seem to get past or even get over. I can't tell you how many people I've talked to in life and I've asked this question, so how are things going? And their response oftentimes is this, well, pastor, I'm doing all right under the circumstances. There's the problem. What are you doing under the circumstances? See, we're not called to be under the circumstances. We're called to be overcomers. We're called to be more than conquerors. We're called to hold on to the victory that is found in Jesus Christ. The Bible says, he who the sun sets free is under the circumstances. No. Oh, he who the sun sets free is truly free. So what are we doing under the circumstances? We're covered up with with all the baggage of life, the baggage of yesterday, to the point that mobility in life at times seems impossible. Maybe you feel a little bit like this guy in the video. Take a look. Rather than really dealing with the issue, we pile it on and pile it on and, and pile it on. You feel as though you have so much baggage from yesterday that when somebody calls you on it, rather than dealing with the issue, you just put more and more on your back and you claim ownership of that baggage from yesterday. But Jesus says, there's no reason for you to do this. The baggage that you're carrying is not yours. The baggage that you're carrying in your life isn't yours to hold on to. He says, if you will come to me, I will give you rest. 
If you hand me your hurts, if you hand me your struggles, if you hand me your disappointments, your relational problems, your addictions, if you turn them over to me, what's he say? Then Jesus says, come to me, all of you who are weary and carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. You don't have to transfer it from here to here anymore. You don't have to place it on your physical being anymore. You don't have to try to move around through life anymore carrying this baggage. Jesus says, come to me, give it to me, and I will give you rest. But he goes on to say this, for my yoke is is easy to bear, and the burden I give is light. Well, let's talk about that word yoke for just a moment. Some of you, when you hear the word yoke, you think of an egg. And you think, why is Jesus giving me the yellow part of the egg? No one wants the yellow part of the egg. That's the unhealthy portion. But here's the deal. We're not talking about an egg this morning. What we're talking about is a farming device called a yoke. Jesus says, come to me, all of you who are weary and carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. And then he says, for my yoke is easy to bear. Now let's talk about this thing for just a moment. Some of you have never been around a farm in your life, and you're like, what in the world is that thing you were holding? This is the coolest thing ever. This is a yoke. And what would happen is you would take the, the work animals, the, the mule, the oxen, the, the cow, whatever it happens to be, and you would place this on them, and there would be a strap that goes around one here, and there would be another strap that goes around the other one here, and they would share the load of the work. But what I found interesting as I did research on the yoke is that an important part of the yoke is to make sure that it fit properly. You see, a properly fitting yoke would not cause sores, it would not cause damage or discomfort to the animal, but it would assist them and it would aid them in the work that they had in front of them. The two animals working together must, in fact, work together. Look at this. Whose yoke are we to put on? It doesn't say you are to put on a family member's yoke. Well, mama, I'm going to grab your yoke this morning and I'm going to put it on. It's going to be good. No. He doesn't say you're to grab a hold of the yoke of the church leadership and walk side by side with him. No. He doesn't say you're to grab the yoke of a co-worker or somebody else. But it says his yoke, Jesus' yoke, is the one that we're called to place on. In the weeks to come, we're going to talk about some details of some burdens and some baggage that we carry. We're going to talk about relationships. Don't identify, don't raise your hand, but how many of you are dealing with relational baggage? We're going to talk about that. Finances, the number one struggle in most relationships are finances. We're going to talk about how do we deal with the burden and the baggage of of finance. We're going to talk about depression How do we get past depression? The Bible says the joy of the Lord is our strength. How do we get to that place? Addiction. Man, that's a major, major struggle. One thing after. Now, I'm not just talking about alcohol. I'm not just talking about drugs. There's a lot of addictions out there. Some of you are addicted to your caffeine. Oh. 
pastor, don't go there. Some of you are addicted to Netflix. I'm just saying. But what about religion? We're going to talk about the baggage of religion in this series as well. What does that look like? We're called to to live free, to travel light. But what we've got to do, church, is we've got to take the yoke of Jesus. We've got to share that load with him. But what I found interesting is the yoke, when it's placed on the mule or the oxen or whatever it happens to be, both of them must do the work. Just because we put the yoke on with Christ doesn't mean that we no longer have to do anything. Wow, how often we say, well, I just want to give it to God and I want to step off the scene here. Well, here's what I've discovered. Sometimes, all the time, when we put that yoke on with Christ, he says, all right, let's begin to go. Is that easy? No. Is giving up an addiction easy? No. Is getting out of financial debt easy? No. Is working through relational issues easy? No, I mean, I can ask every one of these questions. None of them are easy. It's going to take work, but here's the deal. We're walking side by side with him, and his yoke fits perfectly. I want to look at three observations on checking your baggage. Here's what I've discovered. Observation number one, you must ID, properly ID your baggage in life. Now, I don't know if you've ever gone to the airport or not, but what I've discovered when I go to the airport is they always want you to put those little tags. This is all my luggage here. It doesn't even have a tag on it. How do I even get it back? But we put these little tags on with our name, and then they put another tag on it that tells exactly where you're going. They want to properly ID your luggage so that it makes sure that it gets to where you are headed. I See, a lot of us in life, we don't like to identify our baggage. We don't really want to deal with our baggage. So what we do is we, we throw it in the corner of the garage and think, you know what? I'm going to put it over there, and and hopefully one of these days it's going to disappear, and I'm no longer going to have to look at it again. But the problem is, every time we walk into the garage, there's that same baggage. And it piles up, and it it piles up, and reminds us of our past mistakes, of our failed attempts, of our struggling marriage, of our financial debt load. It seems to pile up so high in the corner, and we think, if I can just suppress it a little bit longer, sooner or later it's going to disappear. But it never, never disappears does. Reminds me of a story of a a young boy. You see, his brothers had gone away to war, and dad was kind of curious of what the older brothers were doing, so he calls young David. By the way, we're talking about David, who later becomes King David. In the book of 1 Samuel chapter 17, we see this story David's father calls him up and says, I want you to go out and I want you to take some food to your brothers. I want you to check in with them, see how things are going. David gets to the location where the Israelite children are battling against the Philistines, but there's a, there's a problem. There's this big, ugly giant that taunts the Israelite army every day. David, right off the bat, realizes that he has to to press in to discover who is this giant, to properly identify the baggage that's causing them the issue. 
1 Samuel chapter 17 says this. David is speaking. Who is this pagan Philistine anyway? That he is allowed. Come on, hold on to that. That he is allowed to defy the armies of God. What is it that you're allowing to be baggage in your life? What is it that you're carrying around? You're doing your best. You're trying to hold on to it. But you find out that you got so much junk. You don't know how you're going to carry anything else. You're worn out. You're tired. You're discouraged. You're depressed. You want to throw in the towel. You want to give up. But you can't put this bag down because it's got your name on it. It's yours. David says, who is that Philistine? Who is that guy that you're allowing to taunt us every day? Who is that guy that you're allowing to to really pour into and defeat our guys? I ask you today, who is that or what is that? That you're allowing to defy God's holy temple. Who is that or what is that you're allowing to taunt you every day? Before David could face the giant Goliath, David had to take the time to identify the problem. Many of us carry around baggage in our lives. Yet the problem is we battle the sideline issues. We don't really deal with the issue at hand. Maybe you respond like the Israelites did. In verse 24, they said this, As soon as the Israelite army saw him, saw Goliath, they began to run away in fright. Maybe you see your baggage in life. Maybe you see that giant in your life, that, that problem, that struggle in your life. And out of fear, you, you recluse into the corner. You hide out and you run from it because you just don't know how to deal with it. But I want, you, I want to remind you what Hebrews tells us. It says, so let us come boldly. Let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. There we will receive his mercy. And we'll find grace to help us when we need it most. Let us come boldly. Pastor, I don't know if I can come boldly. I got too much junk. Come to me, all who are weary and carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Come boldly to the throne room of Christ. Jesus is speaking. He says, there you will receive mercy. Come to me. Let me pour upon you a lighter load. Live free, travel lights. But I want to be realistic this morning. I want to let you know right off the bat, there are going to be naysayers in your life. There are going to be people that just are set in your life to remind you of all of your shortcomings. There are people who find excitement and enjoyment of reminding you of the baggage that you really should be carrying in their minds. They try to remind you of the failures of yesterday. The problem is they don't see the bigger picture. Take a look at a couple of David's naysayers, his brothers. Now you would think that his brothers would be his support. 
But look what it says. But when David's older brother, Eliab, heard David talking to the men, he was angry. What are you doing around here anyway, he demanded. What about those few sheep you're supposed to be taking care of? In other words, little runt brother, why are you showing up on the battleground? You need to be taking care of the little lambs with Mary. You know, Mary had a little lamb. The naysayers in David's life, his brothers, kept reminding him of how young he was and in their minds, incapable of fighting this giant or removing the baggage that was in front of them. The king, the king was a naysayer in David's life. Look at this. Don't worry about this Philistine, David told Saul. I'll go fight him. Don't be ridiculous, Saul replied. By the way, Saul's the king. There's no way you can fight this Philistine and possibly win. You're only a boy. And he's been a man of war since his youth. Now, if you look back one chapter, this is not the first time that David's been in front of Saul. But the problem is, the last time David was in front of Saul... He wasn't ready to fight a battle. He was playing a harp. He was a music boy. So now, David, the music boy, by the way, I can say that because I is one. So now, David, this little harpster, that's kind of a cool word. I'm going to copyright that, harpster. You heard it here first. This little harpster comes up to Saul and says, here's what's going to go down. You know that big, ugly, nine-foot giant Goliath that all of your men are scared of? This harpster is going to step up, and I'm going to defeat him today. And the king says, what? Boy, go back to the sheep. Are Are you fooling yourself? You can't possibly win. You're just a boy. Maybe in your situation, you can't possibly get over that addiction. You've been struggling with that for the last 15 years. You can't possibly resolve your relational issues. One failure after another, one relationship struggle after another. It's not possible for you to improve. Naysayers in your life. The giants. And how many of you know that our baggage can taunt us? This giant began to taunt David. He says, am I a dog? That you come at me with a stick? And he cursed David by the names of his gods, lowercase g. Come over here and I'll give your flesh to the birds and the wild animals. The baggage that you face in life is going to throw doubt in your face. The the baggage in your life is going to try to taunt you on a regular basis. The baggage that you carry around is going to be taken to the bank. It's going to be a naysayer. It's going to say, your life is just one big mistake. People would be better off without you. You're not qualified to do anything. You're just not 
good enough. You can't pay your bills. You can't save your marriage. You're losing your kids. You can't stop your past relationships. You can't even shake those past failures. Here's what you need to do. You need to identify your baggage. You need to call it out by name. But the second thing I see is you must surrender control of your baggage. You've got to realize that you can't do this by yourself. Jesus says, take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you. What does that mean? That means we have to come to him with a teachable spirit. That means there's going to be moments that you say, okay, God, I can't do this. Show me what to do. See, some of you are so always right that you never allow yourself to come to that place of depending upon God. Because in your mind, you've always got the right answer. In your mind, there's no other way. This is the course of action. Well, let me ask you, how's that going for you? Well, I'm carrying around all this baggage. It's a lot of fun. My arms are tired, though. They're getting longer. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I'm humble and gentle at heart. And you will find rest. There's that word again. Come to me all who are weary and carry heavy burdens and I will give you rest. And now he says, take my yoke and you will find rest for your souls. Anybody else in the house need a little rest? Oftentimes we try to fight the battles in our life. The problem is we're fighting with the wrong gear. We fail to utilize what God has enabled us to use. Look at David. The moment that King Saul finally agrees to let him fight this big, ugly giant, Saul offers something to David. He realizes that that Goliath has all of this armor, and I'm going to share with you what he had on. He realized that because Goliath had all this armor, that David needed something. So this full-grown man gives this young teenage boy his armor, and it didn't quite work. Look what David, or look what Goliath had on. Then Goliath, a Philistine champion from Goth, came out of the Philistine ranks to face the forces of Israel. He was over nine feet tall. He wore a bronze helmet and his bronze coat of mail weighed 125 pounds. I would venture to say that his coat of mail weighed more than David. He also wore bronze leg armor. He carried a bronze javelin on his shoulder. The shaft of his spear was as heavy and thick as a weaver's beam tipped with an iron spearhead and weighed 15 pounds. His armor bearer walked ahead of him carrying a shield. David needed something to defend himself. If not, this giant would destroy him in a moment. The problem is Saul's armor wasn't the right fit. Come to me, all who are weary and carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest And then verse 29, take a look at that. Let's see if I can find it here. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I am humble and gentle and you will find rest. Verse 30, for my yoke is easy to bear and my burden I give you is light. So here we have 
Saul is trying to put this armor upon David and it's just not working. The problem is he's wearing the wrong armor so he needs to be clothed in the things of God. So what's David say to Goliath? He says this, you come at me with sword and spear and javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of heaven's army. Come on, I want to say that again. You, you come against me with your spear. You come against me with your javelin. You come against me with your sword. But I want you to know, big ugly fella, I come against you in the name of God Almighty, the God of heaven's army, the God that's going to defeat you today. I want you to understand today, you come in this place and you're carrying around all this baggage and you've claimed it as your own, but that's not your battle. The battle's already been won. It's time for you to begin to walk in the name of God, in the name of the Lord of hosts, in the name of the Lord of heaven's army. But look at this. What does it mean to come in the name of the Lord? It means that you're not battling in your own accounts. But you're battling alongside. Oh, come on, come on, come on. You're battling alongside the one that's already won. Are you with me here today? Are you trucking with me? The one that's already got the victory report is strapped in right next to you. Come on, God. Here we go. It's time to face the battle. It's time to claim the victory. It's time to defeat the baggage. It's time to kill the giants in our life because greater is he that is in me than he that's in the world. Greater is he that's yoked with me. Greater is he that is walking beside me than the one that's taunting me every day. Victory is ours. But here's the question. Are you spending more time focusing on your baggage than you do your God? You see, that's what the the Israelites were doing. It said every morning for 40 days, every morning, this big, ugly, giant Goliath was coming out. And he was taunting them. Who will fight me? Who will fight this great giant Goliath? Every morning. So they were focused, almost in a trance, looking at Goliath going, I'm not going. I can't fight that giant. But David, the scrawny little guy, I'll fight him. (laughs) You come against me with your sword and your spear? But I come against you. I don't know why he sounds like that. <laughs> Maybe because he weighed less than the male armor that Goliath was wearing. I don't know. But I come against you in the name of the Lord of hosts. I come against you and the one that's going to defeat you today. I'm so tired. I'm tired of this baggage defiling God's mighty army. I'm tired of this giant trying to defeat what God has already set free. David was not about to let that happen that day. You see, God had already delivered him when he faced the bear. God had already delivered him when he was approached by the lion. And he was confident that in this moment that God would be with him to defeat this nine-foot giant that was scaring the rest of the army. Here's a side note I want you to ponder. Sometimes... Sometimes you have to face the lion and the bear 
in order to be prepared to face the nine-foot champion. But in the end, God is still God. See, I believe that in the moment that David was fighting that bear, and he took that bear down with his bare hands, props to David. In that moment that he was facing that lion, I believe God was building up some faith inside of David. So that moment when he stood face to face, or face to kneecap, with that nine foot ugly, ugly guy, that he didn't crumble in fear like the rest of the army. He said, Goliath, I want you to know what's going to happen today. I'm tired of this baggage that you're throwing upon my people. Today's the day that you're going down. Sometimes you have to face the lion and the bear in order to be prepared for the nine-foot champion. Observation number three, you must move freely to your destination. I love what David said to Goliath. He said, today, today the Lord will conquer you. There are some of you, you've been carrying around this baggage in your life, and what you say is, someday, someday I'll get rid of this. Someday I'll no longer have to drag this thing around with me. Someday I'll get over this past relationship. Someday I'll get over this addiction. Someday I'm going to make progress. But you never take the stance and say, today is the day I don't want it anymore. Today is the day I will defeat that baggage in my life. Today is the day I'm going to throw it to the side. Today is the day I give up that addiction. Today is the day I claim victory for my family. Today is the day I receive my children back. Today is the day I find confidence in Jesus Christ. David said, today, Goliath, today the Lord of heaven's army will conquer you. And I ask you this question. Are you ready to speak that to the baggage in your life? We've talked about defense. But what about the offense? The Bible says, reaching into a shepherd's bag and taking out a stone, he hurled it with his sling and hit the Philistine in the forehead. The stone sank in and Goliath stumbled and fell face down on the ground. See, in in order for us to be a victor in the battle, in order for us to to eliminate the baggage in our life, you're going to have to do some work. David reached into that little shepherd's pouch and grabbed that smooth stone and he maybe he took just a moment and he he rolled it around in his fingers and he thought about it for a moment and he he eyeballed Goliath and in his mind he's thinking man today's the day my brothers have been scared of this guy every morning last 40 days Goliath today God will conquer you And I can imagine the taunting didn't stop. 
Oh, you silly little boy. All you have is a pebble in your hand. Look at me. Do you really think you can defeat this? <laughs> right. Come to me, all who are weary and carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. I don't know what that baggage looks like in your life. I've named a few things today, but I don't know if that's your baggage or not, but I would venture to say that in a room this size that several of you have been carrying around a lot of junk. Oh, you've masked it real well. You've put it under layers of other things and you're walking around. I got this. But you're barely mobile. Today is the day. God will conquer the baggage in your life. Come to me, all who are weary and carrying heavy burdens.